Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash sorgatronmedia. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. I'm getting awesome! You're getting awesome! We're getting awesome! Yeah, that's what I said now! What's up, guys? It's the Awesome Cast. Uh, back here again, back in the studio. I hope you guys enjoyed last week when we were out on the couch at the slaughterhouse. Uh, if you know it's a little bit different with the video, we don't have the Awesome Cast up in the corner. Oh, I pointed the right thing at the right... There you go. Um, and if the video is a little funky, we're still figuring some stuff out. I lost one little piece this big, and therefore I had to take a crash course in the last 20 minutes on Wirecast 4, uh, which just came out, and this is the first time I've opened it. So let's see how this goes, guys. Or you're watching the Ustream version that I converted because we lost this. Um, so we're going with that. Uh, with me tonight, as usual, is my trusty co-host. How do I switch cameras on here? Rob De La Creta, how you doing? And we have no titles for you. I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> that's okay. Uh, today, I, I think I proclaim myself to be God of the Universe or something. Oh yeah, uh, at work. Yeah, because we were talking about how everybody at the company that I work at, uh, at has uh, made up titles, like uh, Vice President of Inventigration. Uh, so I, I told everybody they should make up amazing uh, job titles, and mine was God of the Universe. Hmm. At mine, I became yeah. uh, eventually video editor and technologist. I wasn't even sure if that was a word, but there you go. Oh, you have te technologist in your title. That's cool. Yeah. I, I use that, and every time I use it, I wait for somebody to ask me if I made it up. That's what I asked the first time I heard. <laughs> <laughs> but also joining us tonight is, uh, if you're local in the Pittsburgh area, that face is a little familiar to you uh, on, on, uh, on the morning TV. Jim Loke from KDKA TV 2. We have our first, uh, television celebrity of sorts with us tonight. <laughs> How you it's doing, man? loose with the term. Loose with the term. You never, <laughs> hey, you know, you, you never know. I mean, amongst the Pittsburghers, I mean, you know, the ones that don't want to cross bridges, you're pretty popular. Well, thank you. No, it's, I'm glad to be here. I, this is actually, this is my, it, for, for as long as I've been playing around online, this is actually the first time I've ever done any, uh, I, I used Skype a couple of years ago, and I just never used it for anything. So this is, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's cool. Like, I, I see the technology being used. This is the first time I've actually used it. I feel like I'm behind the times. For, for, for being the first time using it, you got a fancy headset there. You know what? I bought this because I, I wanted to get it on chat roulette, and uh, I just never, no, I'm just going <laughs> to For a story, completely for journalistic integrity, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was exactly just for that. It was just to, uh, I lost my cord there for a second. Um, yeah, I, it, I, I bought this a while ago. It's just a cheap $20 headset from Walmart or somewhere, but, uh, yeah, so far so good. It's amazing the difference that, and, and, and from what I understand, Rob's on like some higher end equipment and we can't figure out why he sounds like the way he does. So yeah, <laughs> it's amazing how feel, that works I, out. I feel like the time life operator though. It's like one of those <laughs> things where I'm going to sell you books about plumbing and, and, and soffit and fascia. Oh, I used to do. You mean uh, you're not? I was really looking forward to that part. <laughs> I used to do telemarketing, so that's where I go to. Uh, I wasn't oh, very good at sorry. it. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry for your loss. <laughs> Little piece of myself. You had to get through college somehow, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, so, anyways, uh, of course, you uh, uh, typically you're doing the traffic in the mornings, Jim, um, mm. and you also uh, keep me abreast of the situations in my in my long ten minute commute uh, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things. Where a couple of years ago, I, you know, I, I, I and maybe I was alone, but. You know, when, when Twitter first came on the scene and I tried it out, and to me, I just, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't get it. Yeah. And so I gave up on it, and it was it was somebody who uh, who we actually played softball with who said, why aren't you on Twitter? And I felt physically intimidated by this person. Um, <laughs> was it uh, Big Bob? Don, it was Big Bob, Don right? Fuga. Oh, oh, I gotcha. Oh, so, oh. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I started using it, and I still wasn't sure what to use it for, and I think it was probably... Um, uh, probably early 2009 when I, in fact, I think the first time I really used it in, in, in its current form was during the Steelers victory parade in 2009. Mm -hmm. And I was taking pictures and sending them back and they were going up on the web instantaneously. And I think that was the first time I realized, okay, this, 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 this will work. This is pretty cool. So kind of morph that into, okay, let's, let's, let's do the traffic. Let's put traffic updates out there. And, and again, at first when I thought about it, I said, oh, I don't know. And then I, 
I, I think I just thought, okay, it's an extra, it's an extra step. It's more work for me to do in the morning. But as I got into it, I realized, okay, people were responding to this. And when we were having big incidents out there and, and the station wanted us to send out text alerts, you know, I don't think people who live to the north of here really care what's going on somewhere in the south. Mm-hmm. So this is a chance. This is really a way to pick and choose, and for people to uh, to have a little more power over what kind of information we can get to them in the morning. Definitely, definitely. Um, so you say you got a little bit of response. I mean, I I know uh, I see you retweeting people uh, people's traffic. Uh, what does that do information flow for you? Because I mean, are you getting like it's an extra feed uh, for getting uh, uh, traffic updates pretty much live on the internet for you, right? Yeah, we uh, we started um, basically when I started. Uh, the way that we get the information was from there's road sensors and cameras out there, and and it's it's in, it's information that actually all three major stations in town access. We all use the same information, so for me, this was an opportunity to a um, you know get another avenue for us to get it because at the time our morning news was in third place, mm-hmm. and I I, I, I kind of wanted to give us a little credibility at least in the perspective of people who are savvy with social media. But um, in the long run, you know, people started taking pictures of things that happened and I'd get information. So, you know, I felt like we were getting unique information on our end that the other guys weren't getting. Excellent. Excellent. Um, is, is Now, uh, I, I, I noticed, sorry, I'm trying to use my keys to move and I forget this is a different software. Uh, <laughs> um, now, I noticed uh, like a, a lot of people... Uh, uh, on your is this a station wide initiative to get everybody on Twitter? Because I noticed more and more names popping up over the last several months. Definitely, it it, it wasn't really. I, I think, in fact, when we started, um, you know, I, I was the only person doing it, and then around time, one of my old coworkers, Sonny Abada, got on the bandwagon, mm-hmm. and then um, we had uh, uh, Stephanie Watson, one of our other anchors, when she was doing the morning news, that she was she was using Twitter as well. We actually, for a while, were doing were do, integrating it. We were doing a Twitter question of the, of the day, which we actually really enjoyed because it, 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 it there was some interaction out there. And and I think I think the reason I liked it was because you know it's one thing to go out somewhere into a parking lot and put a camera in people's faces mm-hmm. and say, "What did you think about the Steelers' victory?" or something like that, and just get these completely ambushed maybe sometimes not exactly the most the most uh intelligent thoughts where this you know i think we were able to pick and choose but we, we noticed that people were actually saying intelligent things to us in 140 characters so we were asking <laughs> questions like you know what do you think about uh, something the mayor did or something like that um but no you know there's a lot of resistance out there still though to people using to i mean heck it was it was there were a lot of people who would never even think about blogging who mm-hmm. work in the local media but i think you know you're stupid if you're not if you're not using social media in some aspect to uh to augment what you're doing mm-hmm. definitely uh now uh also we you know uh your, your your name pops up a lot when uh, a lot of social media centric stories come up uh when uh pit girl was revealed uh last year uh, about this time or october-ish or whenever that was yeah. um and, and and other stuff to that um are, are you are you the big push for those kinds of stories uh because of your involvement in the community or uh how does, how does that come about I, I yeah that was that was it i think that um you know there's this push in, in the media to appeal to a younger demographic and the target demo out there is is people age 25 to 49 i mean generally speaking that's where the money is that's where the salespeople want to get those viewers. You want to get a lot of those viewers because you can get the better products and mm-hmm. you can, you can get the, the advertisers that pay the money. Um, so I, you know, I went to management and I said, you know, when it came to the pit girl story, uh, we had some, some people management who, you know, thought, Oh, you know, this is great. We were finally going to get this story. And there are other people who, who didn't necessarily, you know, get the, get the appeal of it. So it took a little, a little convincing, but, um, you know, in the end, I was happy with what, what what transpired. You know, we try. I think I think even um, uh, John Delano, our political editor, has been using Twitter quite a bit. He's been uh, trying to find people. You know, related to this TSA uh, boycott tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He was he's trying to find people. And I think he was able to hook up with a couple of people who were planning on not going through the body scanning tomorrow. <laughs> Um, another thing I noticed is the surprising openness uh, with with Twitter. Uh, I think I've had a conversation uh, with your weatherman. I think he's at Verz, if I'm not mistaken. Or yeah, I mix his st- yeah, stations Jeff up. Um, but actually, like I had, I had some commentary about 
the the uh, representation of, of some of the storm systems coming through because uh, you know this is the problem a lot of people think in Pittsburgh uh, that the you know the next snow begins right around the corner and sure. uh, you know and, and I made some commentary and he was very open about like what you know his station and I think I've, I've heard commentary from even what KDKA does on these uh, so I'm really surprised from you. is there any any worry about any backlash in that. You know, I think that there there were some issues at uh, at some point with with some of the things that were that were you know out there. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, you know, it's not part of it's not part of, of our product. You know, yeah. again, it just augments what we're putting out there. Yeah. And I think that if we were to put something on our website on kdk.com that may incite some controversy, it's one thing. I think it's uh, um, obviously a totally different situation where. You're putting it out there on Twitter. You have to be careful. You have to make sure that you're establishing that what you're saying isn't necessarily, you know, a representative of CBF or KDK or anything like that. So, yeah, I think there's a little concern. And I know that uh, there was an issue with, with somebody who had said some things that were a little controversial and it was addressed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we haven't seen that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, though, I think that the, the good thing about it is that it really does. I mean, it's two things. It, 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 it kind of humanizes the people on on t on tv a little bit you know mm-hmm. i think i think you get that aspect and you get that that personal perspective but i think it also um um you know it gives you that different vehicle where you can you can kind of be opinionated without being opinionated yeah for sure um and uh do, do you follow the fake uh, bully julie baloney <laughs> yes, I do. I, I follow fake Julie Bologna. I think it's one of the most genius. And, and, and I actually, I have some friends who work over at Channel Eleven, and mm. there was a, there was a little rumor going around that it was one of the. Somebody came to me and they said, "Hey, I heard it was one of the other meteorologists," which I know for a fact that's not true, um, because I, you know, people. I, I, I think you want to risk if you're working in, if you're if you're if you're making fun of one of your coworkers that way. <laughs> But uh, yeah. I just discovered last week there's a fake Jim Lokey too, but it's not nearly as, as good as fake Julie. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, so, uh, Rob, you got any questions there? Uh, well, uh, I was. Uh, first of all, As check I out my new could... sweet lighting. I don't yeah. know if you. I think you noticed. Not, not, a lot better. I'm glad we switched to you right as you yeah. were messing with your nose there. That's good too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should warn you. That is. Uh, <laughs> that's the light from my iPhone four. Is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I turned off the screen lock and I'm I'm using some really awesome free application called like Illuminate or something to turn on the light. And uh, it's it's incredibly bright. But um, I was going to say, I think I, I feel like I can't remember exactly who said it, but I feel like I know who runs the fake Julie Bologna account. I can't remember who it was, though. So I can tell you it's nobody at Channel 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, unless I'm just making things up in my head. What was that? I said I won't disclose what I know. <laughs> Oh, what you know? Okay. Trade seekers. Maybe I am making things up. Um, but uh, oh yeah, I was gonna say one of my favorite Jim Locate memories would be uh, Snowmageddon last year. Uh, glass of milk, Dixie cup, rotating Christmas tree. Jim Locate in sweatpants. <laughs> that was now no uh, uh, that wasn't that was um we had an ice storm prior to Snowmageddon. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, Sunday yeah. morning, and we we don't go on air. We don't have a Sunday morning newscast. So there was so much going on. I apologize if I keep if I keep going dark here. My 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 computer keeps kind of wanting to go to sleep. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I so I so I pulled up UStream in my living room, and I had we had, yes, I have a rotating Christmas tree. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a, it's a Classy. beautiful tree. Classic. And uh, yeah, I sat there. I sat there just talking about traffic, and it, it turned into I think it degraded into uh, uh, a little bit of a different conversation for a while. But you know, it was it was fun. You know, I I think it's it's something that. You know, if anything, I kind of realized, okay, you know, that we have the technology and, you know, there's so much emphasis and, you know, these, you know, I, going back to like the Iraq war. Yeah, I'm bringing in the, I'm bringing in the war. I'm tying in the war to this. <laughs> we um, just went from revolving Christmas tree to Iraq war. Just wanted to say that. Just put it out there. The guy, the, the guys with the satellite phones, it was just, it was just horrible transmission. And just think <laughs> about how the technology's changed. And, and it's, and, and you know, just to think, you know, how many years and we're, we're, we're talking about, it's a matter of, Years, you know, I mean, there are stations using Skype now to do live shots, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the standard very soon because it's so inexpensive. And uh, 
um, you know, and, and you, you can do interaction like this. Well, I think uh, even uh, I've heard stuff about people on Twitter have actually shown up on CNN uh, mm -hmm. using Skype. But of course, you know, they're on the forefront of things with their 3D technology and uh... <laughs> the, the hologram or the yeah, the uh, you know, the, the the Princess Leia hologram. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so was that for the election? I, I mean, yeah, it was. I know it was, uh, they, they, it was bizarre. <laughs> I, I know uh, I've seen it on MSNBC and I may have seen it on Fox, but they like to re refer to Skype as uh, state of the art video streaming technology. <laughs> From yeah. Sweden. Like they, they, they use it adamantly as just like a regular thing. They're like, the state of the art satellite video technology. And it has a little Skype logo in the bottom right hand corner. I wonder if they paid for that. I wonder if like Skype sponsoring in on some uh, CNN action there. Hmm. Well, excellent. I don't well, know. That's a good question. <laughs> well, excellent. Um, well, uh, hey Jim, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'd like to, you know, stay on. We're gonna uh, we'll talk about some stories, and I'd love to get your opinion on a lot of stuff going on out there. Sure. Excellent. Absolutely. Uh, well, Rob, what do you want to hit up first? Cedar of our pants. Um, <laughs> well, we seem to uh, to warm our jets with Apple every week. So why mm, change now? The yummy Apple. Uh, so, uh, let's see a lot of things. Uh, I was, you know, it's the usual topic of Apple is doing something new this week. And I, and I hate, <laughs> I really kind of hate the fact that every week we end up talking about Apple in some capacity because realistically you think, you know, there's a lot of Apple haters mm. who would say like, why do you have to talk about Apple? Everybody else is doing something. You know, I can guarantee that Dell has put out, I don't know, 20 press releases this week. They may have been important. Uh, you know, Samsung has the whole tablet nonsense, mm -hmm. uh, but nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> and I, I really just, I, I it, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's just one of those things where, uh, because uh, something that recently popped up uh, on my feed last night, I believe, uh, there's word that there's going to be another announcement on December 9th, yeah, that's I believe, right. as early as December 9th, uh, in regards to a subscription service for the iPad for magazines and newspaper publications and things like that. Yeah, and this kind of goes... And, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, well, I think that goes along with uh, the big news now is uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch starting a new, uh, pretty much newspaper company for iPads and tablets. Uh, the name of it yeah, escapes yeah. me, but I've heard about it so much today. Um, I want to say it's called The Daily. Something Sounds like right. Effect. Uh, they hired about 100 uh, new people. It's going to be like a 99 cent a week publication and it's going to be digital only but only to ipads tablets whatever formats they uh they sign on to so this isn't even something i'm going to be able to get in a web browser on my computer which is an interesting no. uh, play on things well i also think the reason that as much as i hate rupert murdoch as i think we discussed last week um is uh you know he's he's one of those many people in in old media who is struggling so hard to hang on to the uh the old media paradigm mm -hmm. but in starting something that will publish only to tablets, what he does is he creates uh, an infrastructure for something that the publishers are going to want to engage with. Instead of saying like, well, even though we already like publish this content here, we push this stuff here and there, mm -hmm. saying, no, 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 this is a one-channel distribution method. It is on the tablet or it does not exist at all. Yeah. Uh, it opens venues for exclusive content, for things in addition, like even though you're already paying for the Wall Street Journal, you would pay for this in addition to that. Um, who's going to be on it and all that is still up in the air. But just the fact that it exists is kind of promising, not in that it is the best way to go about it because, mm. um, you know, we're all about, you know, sharing freedom of information and all that good stuff. But it it, it provides a comfort zone for anybody who wants to push content out. Oh. And, uh, and, and I think it's uh, baby steps in the right direction. Mm. Guys, what amazes me is I it was I think 1997 that I, I this was a high school career day at East Allegheny High School and one of our graduates uh, at, at that point was writing for the Post Gazette and you know this is when I I know when I had America Online they had AOL Newsstand where you had pretty much every you know a lot of newspapers and it was such a big deal that they're putting their content out there online and I remember asking uh, this woman you know do you ever see a, a you ever see a time when people are going to give up their newspapers and and, and sit in front of the laptop and you know i think that was proven well maybe not necessarily in that form but now that you know now that the ipad's out there and, and you have all these other tablets i mean i know that usa today i think has a great ipad app 
that I use, and I'm, I'm surprised that you know they're doing the smart thing. They pushed it out there for free. They're going to charge for it eventually. Um, but I think you know you do need that 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 extra content. I mean, it's one thing to just take a newspaper and convert it to to pad form, but you know to find to find unique ways of making it worthwhile as opposed to just saying, oh look, here's a video of the press conference in addition to a story about the press conference. You know, you know it's a great opportunity to give more context. So we'll see if it works. Definitely, definitely. Uh, along with that, well, uh, uh, part of the uh, all, all the announcements of 4.2 for iPad, iPhone, iPod touches was uh, released uh, yesterday. Um, I installed it on my phone. I didn't see much difference, but it's really more for you guys with your iPads. Have, have you guys had a chance to dive into that yet? Uh, yeah, I grabbed it uh, yesterday. As soon as I got home from work, I uh, popped it on. I actually have seen uh, a bit of difference in the iPhone. It could be all made up in my head, but it feels faster. Now, you but it have, could have been one, one aspect of it is uh, you have an iPhone 4, and I know one of the yes. uh, things added is Find My iPhone is now free, but you require an iPhone 4 in order to sign up for the account. I'm having an issue with. Oh, wait, wait, Jim's is, is that showing off. Is that what it is? I, I thought it was free for everybody. It, it, well, that's that's the claim, but if you go, oh. uh, if you go look it up, is Jim showing off his iPhone 4? And my words of friends game. Your words of friends? Are you winning? I can't show mine off because it's lighting my face. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, there you go. Some applications. There's my old uh, old school 3GS. Um, but yeah, I because I, I was like, okay, you have to attach your attach it to a computer, sign up for mobile me. Okay. Uh, then I go to the instructions. Must in order to sign up for free account, must have iPhone 4. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go go. Look up, find my iPhone on uh, on uh, the under the four point two on Apple dot com, and you'll find that information. I think. Um, huh. Because I didn't um, I didn't have to plug my phone into my computer or anything to do it. Did you already have Mobile Me set up? Nope. <laughs> I, I had it, and, and honestly, the reason that I've kept it, the reason I've kept Mobile Me, I, I mean, you know, now it was great to have the this the syncing, but mm. I had it for the Find My iPhone, and obviously I have it for the Find My iPad as well. Um, but you know, now that this is free, you know, I'm seriously considering when, when my mobile me expires in, in 30 days. I mean, if I can sync through Google, you know, why bother paying the extra hundred bucks, you know, for, 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 for the syncing and for the at mobilemecom address, mm-hmm. that, that's all I'm paying for. Yeah. I, I have yeah, a I was... hard time justifying it. I'm like, I don't need the, I don't need the web space. I have my own servers. I have my own, you know, an email, a Gmail that I'm using, uh, find mm-hmm. my iPhone wasn't worth a hundred bucks for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it is a fantastic feature, and it's, uh, I mean, you can browse around YouTube and find plenty of people who have recovered, lost, or stolen iPhones and iPads using the feature, but Mm -hmm. uh, realistically, like you said, uh, it's before uh, the Find My iPhone feature, there was nothing compelling about MobileMe unless you didn't understand the internet and the fact Mm -hmm. that, like, hosting should not be that expensive, and, um, and, like, before Gmail and all that, sure, it was cool, the .Mac account, but, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the Find My iPhone feature is what made it worth the 100 bucks potentially, even though I didn't buy it. And now that they made it free, the MobileMe account goes back to being completely worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think, too, that, you know, I know um, Motorola's uh, been, you know, pushing with the Droid X, the, uh, uh, their own version. You know, there's a free app out there for the Droid where you can find your droid which was great i think it involves a little more setup it's not as simple and straightforward as find my iphone mm-hmm. but you know since they were pushing that as free i think apple really felt the heat and they had to go out there and do it and so this, mm-hmm. this is like a feature match on their end uh, i actually have pulled up the uh, in gadget and it says update okay this is strange uh it says it's free for all devices running 4.2.1 uh but mm-hmm. you can only register for the service from an iphone 4 iPad oh, that, or yeah. wait, uh, iphone 4 ipad or new ipod touch Unless you pay for mobile right. me, so me with the 3GS until I get my iPad. But still, the site that I brought up does say have to use an iPhone 4. Although I might have been in the iPhone section, so that might yeah. explain why there was that distinction. It it might have been a contextual thing, and they were just saying you can't yeah. do this through the iPhone 4 or something, something. Because like for me, I didn't have to plug it into uh, my uh, my computer or anything. I I downloaded the Find My iPhone app, and it said, "Hey, wait a second, you need to log into mobile me on your phone." Go into your settings and go to mobile me and what go to settings, oh. go to uh, syncing with calendars and all that stuff, and you mm-hmm. select mobile me and I entered my iTunes account information, then it verified it. Then I go back to the find my iPhone app and it all worked fine. 
I'm actually going. I'm going to try that while we talk here. Then see if uh, now I know I've I've signed up for a trial before for Mobile Me, so I'm wondering if that's still in there because I, I definitely I don't use it on a regular basis for sure. So so uh, so other things in 4.2 there is a bunch of uh, a bunch of fluff like uh, do 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 uh, change the the hardware toggles on the iPad from being an orientation lock uh, to a software function. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can now uh, mute sound and and control brightness, and there's a shortcut to an app in there. I think you can cool. search on pages in Safari. You can get uh, you can like or dislike videos in YouTube. You know that's super important. Uh, FaceTime button in SMS. New parental controls. MIDI support. Uh, you can individually control the iPhone ringtone volume. There's also uh, new uh, text messaging sounds. Only for iPhone 4, but what really confused me, okay, first off, you update, and then you uh, go into your settings, you look at, <laughs> you uh, you look at, like, the sounds, and it actually designates what is new and what was there before. Like, there's a section that says new, mm-hmm. and it lists all these new sounds, and all of them are awful audio quality. <laughs> yeah, they're not good at all, and they're, they're, you know, I want something short, I want something to and and these are all. I mean, I mean, it's nice. It's nice if you know. I, change is always a good thing. But uh, I mean, this is one of my, like like honestly. Can you see yourself in a in in a formal setting or a business setting? And this is what you get. I mean, it's, it's yeah. It, or this. <laughs> but really, so I don't know. But really, I, is that any better than the default Droid message? That well, Droid. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I've had, I've been in a few uh, workplaces with people with droids since, you know, being on Verizon business phones, that's kind of like the hot choice right now. And it'll come up and it's just like, wow, geez, how do you put up with that? Something that really surprises a lot of people, including me, is that so we get this update that has a seemingly hilarious bundle of old timey style text message <laughs> tones. Uh, yeah. There's like an old news one and like a typewriter and it's all really funny and uh, right from a Victrola, but uh, you still can't customize it. You still can't. You can make a custom ringtone, but you still can't make a custom message tone. Hmm. I, I, I really I like to talk to whoever's that, making that, that was, decision. That was enabled, but you, you would probably, I haven't really looked at, through it that thoroughly. You know, I, I actually was lucky to get my hands on a copy of 4.2 for the iPad last week. I will say, even though I'm having a heck of a time getting the wire, my wireless printer going with, I'm having a rough time with my, uh, I bought an HP wireless printer i can't get it working with verizon for some reason with my verizon uh action tech router but uh, the wireless printing from the ipad and the iphone that's huge and that was that was great it's something that i think was long overdue <laughs> hey, I'll yeah throw, i'll throw this out there so just because you you mentioned it uh i also have uh, one of those verizon action tech routers and uh for some reason uh this laptop here that we're recording this on um decided that i can't get on the internet in my own house uh, but it will work if I, on the Windows 7 side of it and on any other place. So I, I, I think those have been a problem. So if anybody out there has any Action Tech router experience, uh, please let us know. <laughs> so. Rob, you're uh, good. Can we do it? Go for it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, um, uh, uh, air printing. Air printing is kind of a... I, I, I feel like it almost sits in a gray area because there's a lot of people uh, like moi who don't print anything. I mean, I'm a designer, so like I will print um, proofs and things like that. But most of what I do is done digitally. But there's still like a handful of things that need to be printed. And I, I feel that as much as we hate printers and as someone who also worked in the IT field for many years, uh, as much as most of the world hates printers and printers continue to be that one piece of hardware that never works. Um it's still something that we depend on for like printing out your taxes and printing out uh, any kind of form or rebate forms that are still in paper and stuff like that. So it kind of, it's one of those features where Apple shot just a hair too far into the future by not supporting wireless printing. And then everybody's like, really? Are you kidding me? I can't even print out the receipt from my Apple store purchase. And, and so they had to, had to give into it. And now everybody's happy. Um, (laughs) But again, does this kind of lend to a world where uh, the big commercial these days is, is it HP that's doing internet printing where uh, you send an email and it'll print out automatically somewhere? 
Yeah, I, I feel that's such a weird meshing of old and new technologies. Yeah, well, I think I think you can create your own wolf.com with that. Uh, yeah. As I was watching The Office this week, and they were there, you know, for those that don't know, on The Office, uh, the 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 intern uh, came up with a a startup where it's called a wolf, and it what is it? Texts you, emails you, faxes you, uh, prints to you all, all at the same time, so so you don't miss them. Um, yeah. And that's and like the. The commercial for HP is is makes it really obvious that it's a really awkward meshing too because yeah. they're like, you could be standing in in this room and hit print and it travels over the internet and it comes out in the printer. That's amazing. And like five years from now, people are gonna say, wait, hold on. So it was already in digital form, right? Which was perfectly good, readable anywhere on the planet, on a mobile <laughs> device, but. Well, hang on. Let's let's transfer it to this thing that's using technology that's easily fifteen years vintage, and and print it out on a physical tree that you're going to hold in your hand. Wow! Or, what a great idea. Or send documents to print out for your poor secretary back at the home office. Yes, exactly. The secretary I keep at my home office. Yeah, Her. exactly. You know because <laughs> well, on, on something just kind of unrelated to to well kind. Of- Related, but not necessarily related, and I think that's interesting from the standpoint of somebody who works in news. Is you know everybody wonders. Okay, you see the anchors with the scripts at the desk, but there's the teleprompter too. Mm-hmm. And the reason the reason that is is because a lot of times the prompter gets off track, and you want to have want to be able to look forward. But there are a lot of stations now that have eliminated paper scripts altogether, and they're just putting iPads at the anchor desk. Really? So the scripts are right there. Now that's a good, you know, in terms of saving paper, I mean, you ought to see the amount of paper that we waste in, in a day. Um, but you know, you kind of lose depending on what kind of a connectivity you have in the studio, you lose the ability to, to update on the fly. You know, it's easy for somebody, for a producer to come in and hand us a new script, but you know, it's not necessarily easy, especially if you're working on just a, uh, on an iPad, uh, to, to go in and update a PDF file that quickly. Hmm. Yep. Um, and there's also AirPlay, which uh, I was I was really excited about it until uh, I read it in detail. Heard, uh, honestly, I, writing I for Macworld, I should probably pay more attention to these kind of things. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of made up a bunch of features in my head that don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was really hoping that I would be able to stream things like video from iTunes on my laptop to my iPad. Or uh, maybe my iPhone, and it just doesn't work that way. Uh, actually, uh, John Gruber over at Daring Fireball has done a pretty good job of uh, tracking the limited video support in AirPlay. Hmm. Uh, it seems like this is, uh, the way he puts it, is that AirPlay will be a killer app on the iPhone and the Apple TV, but it is currently not uh, based on limitations. But the weird thing is nobody knows quite why. There's some speculation that it's a... Uh, a HD bandwidth type thing. Um, and the other thing is that it's very limited in the applications that actually support it. The only thing that supports it right now as far as being able to send video to your TV uh, is the video application on the iPad and the iPod Touch and uh, and YouTube. Nothing else works. It's all audio only. Uh, the example he brings up is that it would make sense that you shoot a video on your iPhone you want to show it off to your friends and family on your on your uh, Apple TV, and you can't sure. do that. Mm-hmm. Now, now I've heard mixed reports because that, that, that's the opposite of what I've heard on that. Uh, because I, I've heard somebody tried uh, streaming it. Maybe it's because of where they were coming from, and said an HD video uh, streamed no problem on there. I've also heard mixed reports on performance. Uh, I think it was Steve over at the Tech Buzz says didn't notice any differences, um, and I think Andy Anako on MacBreak today uh, was saying you're starting to feel. Uh, you know, kind of the A4 chip in there getting a little stretched. Uh, another thing I think I read was saying that that you're not really seeing much difference. I think it's the uh, Engadget review. Uh, it says you don't really much difference in uh, the multitasking, even though there's half the RAM in uh, the iPad as I think the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what have you noticed as far as performance, Rob? Um, well, considering I don't have an Apple TV and the streaming that I wanted to do, I can't do, I, I haven't been able to use it at all. Oh, what about, what about general, uh, uh, applications and the tasks? General applications, uh, maybe a little bit faster, if anything, certainly not any slower. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. 
I, I was just trying. I was just trying airplay with a video that I have on my iPad right now because I I, I wasn't aware that that's where it was. I was playing around with it, um, and I just tried streaming about a, a one minute video that I shot and edited it on my iPhone and I put it on my iPad. And as I'm trying to play it on my TV, um, you know, it does take a. It, it's not exactly the, the, the fastest to load up, so you know, it it, it obviously has a lot of a. Uh, there's a lot of wrinkles I got to work out on that, but I mean, it's a good start. That's not you, at least nice to have. You really do have the yeah. straight Apple uh, lifestyle over there. Apple TV. <laughs> you know what? I, I got the I got the Apple TV because I really wanted to um I really wanted something to watch to, to stream Netflix off of. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I tried hooking and I've hooked the MacBook up to the TV before, but I figured for ninety nine bucks it was worth it. Yeah. Um but I will say and and, and, and if you if you don't mind, um I, I, I was just kind of like maybe getting ahead of myself here, but I think it ties into the net the whole Netflix situation right now sure. because I, I, I just noticed People are going nuts over this on on, on Twitter. You know, they're, they're going nuts that that they're jacking up. You know, I guess if you want what's it? If you want to stream but not get that one DVD a month, you're going to go down to seven ninety nine. If you want to uh, if you want to stream and still have that one DVD, it's going up to nine bucks a month. And you know, I I think it's I think regardless, it's it's great that that they're still preserving this model because with Hulu, you know, Hulu Plus is fantastic, but for me, it just doesn't make any sense to buy because. Uh, um, you know, I'd love to be able to sit here, sit at my desk, and watch something on my on my TV. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to watch an episode of, uh, you know, like Lost on my on my on my MacBook. Mm-hmm. Now, well, I guess uh, you don't you don't have Hulu Plus on uh, the Apple TV just yet, correct? No. So no, they they they, they haven't. I don't know if it's uh, what, what what the plans are. I haven't seen anything concrete that mm-hmm. says they're considering it. Uh, uh, but I was going between a couple of things, and I was looking at the Boxy Box. And mm. but I think that that doesn't support Netflix, and but it they, and Hulu. Boxy's also having the same problems that the Google TV has, and I think they're they're starting to get blocked from some of the content providers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I think I, I you know obviously this 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 the era of the media right now it's all about on demand. Mm-hmm. I mean it's the same reason that I think local news is going to see you're going to see a radical way in the in how you get local news over the next couple of years um, mm-hmm. because. You know, the fact that I can, I mean, with all honesty, guys, my, my iPhone can shoot better quality video than some of our field cameras can. Yeah. I mean, and you're talking about, you know, a $200, $200 phone as opposed to a, you know, $10,000 camera. Yeah. So I think that it's just, you know, it's this on demand culture we're, we're moving into. Yeah, I was surprised. I actually did some shooting last week with somebody from WPXI and I was amazed. It it was just. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, and it was a you know I have this uh, this Panasonic uh, I don't have the number out because I have the screen flipped um, but uh, you know it, it's a smaller cam probably like three thousand when it came out and this is a giant Canon XL one still SD yeah you know I mean the, the people haven't gone around to updating this thing and there's you with your your iPhone four uh, you're doing what is it seven twenty p right yeah um, you know we're passing around flip cams. Uh, you know, to all the, all the people uh, in some of these nonprofits and uh, at steel mills and stuff, and some of the work I do, and and you know, those are two hundred dollar devices, you know, at the most usually. Um, so has your uh, station had much uh, dealings with um, uh, like receiving videos uh, or anything like that, like 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 eyewitness kind of stuff? You know, we we we've used it quite a bit, and. Okay. Um, you know, the problem is you have to have the infrastructure to be able to receive the kind of videos. Receive you know, it, it's, it's one it. thing to email a video, but you know, in, in in our setup, we're not a we're still a linear newsroom. We yeah. don't have um we're not all digital. You know, the videos that we play, you know, we still shoot on tapes, we still edit on tapes. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a mechanism in which you email us a video and we can put it right to air. It actually has to, in some cases, still get dumped down on the tape and a lot of time. It's a matter of actually setting a camera up in front of that TV and and, and shooting it. Oh wow! And then putting it on the air. Um, but we do get it, and and, and it's invaluable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially now we get a lot of still pictures. Still, I, I think that's still the norm. We're still likely to get more still pictures of breaking news than video. But uh, yeah, I mean, regardless, we do our best to get it on the air, and in many cases, we get it on fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but yeah, again, it, it's just, it's, it's, you're going to see a lot more of that and CNN's doing it. I don't, I don't know. A lot of the time CNN, I, I, I don't necessarily know why you'd want a, a, a an eye report about a corn festival in Iowa, <laughs> but you know, to each their own. Human interest, easy human interest, right? Sure. Um, well, yeah, I think even, uh, even CBS has had an eyewitness, I think there's an eyewitness app that they had, uh, I, I saw maybe a year ago. So, so it's definitely okay. making its rounds as far as that goes. Definitely. Um, uh, take it back around. I, I wanted to clarify because I, I think the numbers were a little bit off from what you were saying. Uh, for the Netflix plan, it's it's going up to nine ninety nine for the disc, uh, seven ninety nine for the streaming, um, and and everybody else is going to see pretty much a dollar increase. Uh, I think from about three discs on, you're going to see about a three dollar increase. Uh, you know, I, I, and, and of course it's interesting because uh, we just had Hulu Plus uh, lowered their price to seven ninety nine. Um, you still have commercials. That's the thing that really interests me about that is, is you're, you're getting more content, but you still have the commercials. You're not getting rid of that. And it feels like they're, they're trying to pump more in there little by little. Um, but, uh, you know, some of the comments that came along with this. Now, I'm a one disc user. As far as I'm concerned, I don't, I don't really feel much of the dollar because didn't I, I think our prices dropped the dollar, uh, several, a couple years ago. So I think we're just returning to the norm, if anything. And that might have been just a move to get more people on to get the streaming uh, as big as it is now. Uh, but some of the comments on there, they're saying their users are, are seriously using the streaming more than the discs. Oh, yeah. And the, something that they've been stressing a lot in the last year is that they're watching their DVD numbers plummet through the floor. Mm -hmm. um, and they're also seeing the cost for them to have the DVDs like slowly rise through the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Um so this is really just the cost of operation overhead type move. They're basically just trying to encourage people to, because there's certainly a, a large margin of Netflix users who don't even think about using the streaming that's available to them already. Yeah. Um, some people don't so have this, the bandwidth. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't have the bandwidth, certainly. Um, but for most of the people, I, I think most people who use Netflix are the people who have a relatively decent internet connection. They're connected people to some degree. Mm -hmm. Um, or their grandparents, and um, and this is this is encouraging people to kind of kill off the DVD. I mean, it's certainly a medium that's long in the tooth. It's a medium that doesn't uh, provide any benefits compared to anything available today, uh, except for the fact that uh, you know it's it's a it's a physical disc. I <laughs> I can like give it to somebody. It it still works on the sneaker net. That's my one benefit for a DVD. <laughs> yeah, and there's content, of course, you're not going to see on the streaming. Like, I like to get the newer DVDs. I'm a big wrestling fan, so a lot of those uh, sets I like getting. Uh, but for everything else, you know, it's really to the point where I think, you know, well, is this a movie I can wait till it gets on streaming? Like, am I, you know, the bother with that? And, of course, just the the, the penetration they've had for, for uh, devices, I mean, you know, you know, my I've actually watched some some Battlestar Galactica episodes on my iPhone because uh, it, it comes up better than when I'm on the Wi-Fi when I was at the mall trying to get some work done the other day. Um, you know, the, the, the Jim's sitting there with uh, with three devices, I think, in the in that room that run Netflix, uh, including the <laughs> Apple TV there. You know, um, I'm running it on the Xbox. It's on the it's on well, every game console. And how many millions of users is that? There's really no excuse not to try Netflix at this point. You know, something I'm kind of uh, kind of curious about. I think it's going to start to become the the hot futurist question. Mm -hmm. How far off from me? How far off are we from a day when instead of saying this movie coming to DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, it's going to say this movie coming to Netflix or whatever? I mean, Netflix is certainly in a position to create uh, an exclusive marketplace that absolutely replaces physical media. I mean, everything is so connected at this point, we can't be too far off from just chucking it all together. I mean, there's so many TVs now that have Netflix built into them without any kind of standalone box. Uh, I, I think we're, we're right around the corner from that kind of distribution method. Definitely. Jimmy, well, and, and you think about it, I mean, first of all, um, I, you're absolutely right, I think, in that regard. And, and, and the comment I just saw, which is true, I just read that about Netflix accounts for 20% of peak U.S. internet bandwidth, which is which is mind-boggling, but it's true. Mm -hmm. uh, but what's interesting, Rob, and you bring that up about, about that kind of exclusive content, is that Conan O'Brien was in talks with Microsoft for a little while after he left NBC about possibly putting together a distribution deal in which his show would be distributed via Xbox. 
uh, wow. which, you know, obviously that didn't happen. And I think that he's in a better position where he is right now. But I mean, you know, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, again, it, it just goes back to everything. Uh, everything of an on-demand culture. Mm-hmm. Right, we're seeing more of it. Uh, and I, well, one of my big complaints have been, again, that live, you know, for me, Monday Night Raw, live sports aside from football, even though that's starting to go cable now. Uh, but you're starting to see plans like the NHL has a game center plan. Uh, I think there's some blackout rules that kind of uh, uh, mess with you if you want to, say, catch the Penguins in Pittsburgh. Uh, but they're still be, you know, putting offerings out there. Um so, uh, well, ESPN three popped up on the Xbox. Um, I, I play with that a little bit, of course, you know, with some college games and everything, but the interface is slick and it looks really good, uh, from what I've seen of it. Um, so it, it was in the chat room also it just uses streaming, rarely uses DVDs. Um, and I was juggling John with that comment from before I wanted to get in there. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really changing things. Um, it, I'm, I'm considering, uh, cutting the cord again and just putting the antenna up so I can still get KDKA. There you go. <laughs> yep. I did it before, and it wasn't that bad. And again, better picture than you're going to get for what you pay for, right? Uh, with that yep. over here, over the air connection. So, um, well, let's bring it around here, and uh, oddly, back to the portable devices. Uh, from what I got here, uh, two stories about games. Actually, uh, Rovio feels the burn of Android fragmentation. Plans a light version of Angry Birds. Now, now, Rob, you said that we we, we covered this a little bit last week. There wasn't much to say, but uh, I think. One of the big points of this, and I actually got to see this firsthand this past weekend. Of course, Chachi's been on the show. He's still sporting his G1 um, and and has Angry Birds. And I know the other night he spent about two hours playing the thing. I don't know how because it's the most excruciating experience in my life as far as video <laughs> games. Uh, this thing was so slow. Um, it, it really felt like like you took uh, Doom and tried to run it on a 286, Okay uh there's that's probably dates me but still um <laughs> like that that's what i think about it. it's like oh this is just not a computer fast enough to play this you know uh but they're planning to do a light version not a light as in a a limited version but uh something for lower end phones using uh they say android 1.6 or earlier so uh there's there's a little bit of the real world problem with their fragmentation there uh, i but i guess to a point you can say the same thing about the iPhone, because I don't know that you can run some of these newer games on, like, say, a 2G. Probably not. And, I mean, the when when uh, Rovio is talking about uh, fragmentation, part of it is certainly old hardware, and part of it is just different hardware. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really a magnification of, like, I'm a Mac guy. I know you're partially a Mac guy. I assume Jim is kind of a Mac guy. Kind of. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, not at all. Only in your mobile devices and your TV. I'm 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 running this on an Amiga. What are you talking about? <laughs> classy, classy. Um, nice. Uh, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, right. Whenever I'm making, you know, the the inevitable oh, I'm a Mac guy because argument. Uh, part of being a Mac person is understanding the value of a system that is created entirely with the same hardware, the same architecture, and the same specs in mind. The, one of the reasons that OS X is really dependable is because OS X is developed for the Apple line of products and nothing else. So one of the reasons the, um, the UX experience um, on the iPhone and the iPad is solid is because iOS is developed for nothing but the iPad and the iPhone, and they each have separate versions uh, and they're specialized for and that purpose. And now the Apple whereas, TV, remember? What's that? And now the Apple TV, remember? Right, right. And and now the Apple TV. Um, whereas when you have Android, you have the same base, and then whatever horrible concoction that phone manufacturer wants to slap on top of it. A great example of how terrible this can come off is uh, the laughing stock that the Galaxy Tab seems to be getting, because the Galaxy Tab, although it has sold something like six hundred thousand units already. Um, it is basically the Android phone OS slapped on a seven inch device. You're not getting any kind of benefit from that screen real estate because it's not specially developed for the tablet and nobody developed the user interface to make use of it. Mm -hmm. So when Rovio is trying to come up with a game that has pretty decent graphics, makes pretty good use of system resources, 
instead of looking at, you know, this is the iPhone, this is the current iPhone, this is what the next one's probably going to look like, and these are the last three revisions, they're saying, okay, here's a swath of like 30 different devices, all with different hardware chipsets, manufacturers, uh, button layouts, video graphics processors, memory sets, the whole nine. Which one are we going to shoot for? Yeah. Because yeah, it's it, all in the same marketplace. It, it, it's finding that that base, and no, and, you know, actually, to a point, it's not all in the same marketplace. Because uh, my, my, you know, Chachi with the G One, and uh, my other friend with the My Touch, Kyle, uh, he he, they have not been able to download Angry Birds until recently. Mm. So they are limiting what you have access to, and we see that again with uh, certain th- applications that are only available to say Verizon phones or certain Droid phones. Like I think the Blockbuster app is only available on specific models because of deals that they've cut. Uh, so there yeah. is even a fragmentation, you know, much like I can't find iPod, iPad only apps on my iPhone. You can't find. Uh... Oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh <dear. laughs> so, sorry about that. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, <laughs> uh, kind of a side note. Have you seen the uh, the the Angry Birds peace talks? Yes, I have. Oh, that is incredible. Great. Just type that into Google. It'll come right up. It's fantastic. Uh, and also, it was the, also uh, not safe for work. We should mention. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, and it's also uh, the the Angry Pigs is going to be the sequel for the game, not the video. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That, uh, that marketplace thing you talk about also creates a, a disjointed user experience as far exactly. as like, like, you know, uh, with the iPhone, you go to the, uh, the, the, the app store mm-hmm. and everything you see there is pretty available. If, even if you have an iPad, yeah. everything that you experience on the iPhone, you can grab it. It might not look pretty cause it's made for the, for the, uh, the iPhone or the iPod touch. They make that known but when you have uh, an Android device. Walking into the marketplace is like going into a grocery store and half the things you pick up, like you pick up on the shelf, you go to put them in, in your cart and they just wander back to the shelf. You, they're not allowed to be in your cart. You can't use them. There you go. Um, also, uh, kind of another comment of fragmentation. Well, a, well, a positive for iPhone. Um, I, I actually got to check this out. Uh, the Rage HD uh came out from id software of course rage is their big game that's been uh you know the i don't know when when the console and you know computer versions are supposed to be uh but this came out it's more like a preview let's see if i can find and pull it up here for a little bit uh but they have a regular uh 99 cent version and an hd version for dollar 99 which i think the hd is interesting because in the past hd apps have uh been distinguished an ipad version uh, especially with mm-hmm. ea uh, for this, it's it's iPhone four and iPad. I kind of wonder uh, when, like, I feel like a week from now, I'm going to be able to go to the App Store and read the reviews, which is always full of the finest quality of stimulating intellectual conversation. Um, and uh, and it'll have a bunch of people complaining, thinking that like I thought this was you know optimized for the iPad, even though right over there it says. It says iPhone. I know it says that, but it says HD, so it's got to be for the iPad. But it, but it, say, it actually does. It's a universal app, and it's, it, the HD specifically says optimized higher graphics for iPad and iPhone 4. So whether it's you know not uh, Retina display, there's definitely an improvement. I actually you know again anticipating an iPad in my near future. I picked up the HD version, and it looks it runs and looks good on uh, on uh, hmm. an iPhone. So there it is. I don't know. You can see a little bit there, I think. I'm sure this is no representation of how good it looks. I'm getting killed. Uh, but it's basically kind of like a, if you play Doom Resurrection, it's on rails. But if you see it, you know, move, you, you aim by moving it a little bit. Uh, so they're, they're using that. And I just got a tweet from DJ Lunchbox. Look at that. Um, but it's uh, it's an interesting direction with it. And again, it's only three levels, but it's $1.99. Uh, so not too bad as far as that goes, uh, but pretty impressive even, even on my 3GS. But I, I I think it's interesting that they took that move to alter the meaning of of, of you know HD yeah. as far as that goes. To join it all together is kind of weird, and it and it kind of it almost makes you uh, question why everybody else is choosing to completely like separate it absolutely instead of saying you know what what makes the user a lot happier, which mm-hmm. is saying that. You can buy this app, and it's made to look really pretty on the iPhone 4, and made to look really pretty on the iPad, 
And you get that experience all for one low, low price instead of saying the usual, which is typically a, a three app set. There's the free app. There's the, uh, you know, the ad free app or whatever uh, for a little bit more on the iPhone four with the, the retina graphics and all that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the HD version, which is iPad only, not for use on the iPhone. Uh, a little bit from the comments. Uh, Hot Wheels in there, who usually joins us for the Wrestling Mayhem show. Yeah, I know that my white balance went off when I hold, held up the iPhone too. Um, uh, he says he, he's he's rocking uh, Angry Birds on Cricket. I think it's interesting that these uh, more regional, uh, uh, you know, the, the Androids getting getting spread out to these these more regional uh, carriers like this. Um, you know, which we don't see with the iPhone, and you know, maybe we will in the future with a Windows phone. Uh, but that's definitely becoming more accessible. Although, you know, again, if you get one of those lower end ones, he's still waiting on two two point one for cricket, but he can play his Angry Birds. Um, so I, you know, again, more of the fragmentation. Like he's having a different experience. I've seen his phone. It seems like I think it's a little smaller than the ones I've seen. Like it's probably more more akin to like a My Touch, um, which you know seems like a smaller phone to me. Um, but uh, yeah, hmm. let's see. Sorry, I'm just catching up with the chat room. I know there was a question here for Jim uh, from Hot Wheels who uh, who who, who recognized you as Cal Yu's own Jim Loke. Uh he, he wanted to ask what you thought of the redesign uh, down there on campus. If you if you've been by, it's yeah. Well, I I still get down there on campus because I'm on a, on a couple. Uh, I'm still involved down there, and it's amazing. I mean, from mm-hmm. when I went down on that campus for the first time back in 1998. And to see it now, it is—it's beautiful. It's—it's it's amazing. I mean, they're about to open up a five thousand seat arena on campus. Wow! Uh, and, and, and they're quick to point out it's going to be the largest building between largest of a building that's tight between Pittsburgh and Morgantown, which uh, I think that rules out a couple high schools, but that's about it. Wow! Yeah, I was actually down there for a, a wrestling show a couple months ago, and it's the first time I've been to Cal U. And it's weird how it's nestled in between the mountains on the on the round of the river and everything you feel very isolated down there yeah if you live down there you especially feel isolated in the town that has uh <laughs> one stoplight and uh and no fast food no, well no no hold on we there, there's a there's a dairy queen it's open year round <laughs> oh there's there's a subway and there's a uh, quiznos i heard i are they still there because i heard they they were uh booted out what, who's that uh, all those. I heard there's. I was just looking for a bite to eat after a show, and they're like, "Oh, some place called Chancey's or something." I'm like, "I, I don't know what that oh, is." Oh, camp, camp, campies. Campies. Yes. I was like, "Give me a McDonald's. Yeah. I need. To, I'm on the road. Come on." No, we don't have anything <laughs> like that. Come on. But uh, well, uh, Jim, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're running right into the mayhem show now. Unless you want to stick around for that. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a dog that once walked. Excellent. Uh, so tell everybody, where can uh, people find out, uh, like, you know, online, of course, you know, here in Pittsburgh, you're on KDKA too, uh, but where can people find out more about what you're doing online or whatnot? Well, we do have, we have a, uh, you can check me out online. Uh, we have a Facebook page for the, for KDKA TV morning news. I have my own Facebook page, which is Jim Loke. And then of course my, uh, my Twitter account is, hold on. I, w- I want to be a little more dramatic with this, but unfortunately I can't, but there is my, uh, there you go. Hold on. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. There you go. Making up for us so, not having titles today. Look at that. Yeah, or third. Right. Okay. More like upper 75th. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But thank, th- thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. And you're welcome back anytime, sir. Uh, Rob, what's up with you this week? What, what's going on? Anything for people to check out? Um, uh, nothing. Nothing new, really. Boring week. Um, Fantastic. Trying to rebuild my steam engine, uh, and uh, and that's I'm not kidding. I'm actually trying to rebuild the steam engine that I keep on my desk at work. Um, this is not a metaphor. And yeah, this is not a metaphor. This is not <laughs> a um, an innuendo. This is not to be misconstrued. But uh, yeah, doing a bunch of stuff and a bunch of things. Uh, I've got a lot of photos from the baristas to take a look at. Probably get to that. But uh, other than that, you know, using the internet, uh, writing a lot of stuff for Macworld. It seems like a lot of people just realized that I write for Macworld. I've gotten like three messages in the last day of like, hey, I saw your article on Macworld. I didn't know you did that. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> so but well yeah. You can, 
Yeah, you can. Uh, I'm on the Twitters, you know, robjdlc.com, and the, I'm on the Tumblers and the Twitters and the Flickers and the Facebooks. Um, not on the Plurks anymore. Like, I don't think anybody on the like Plurks. You sound like Sarah Palin. Yes, I can. Uh, I can see. Uh, I can see. I don't know Silicon Valley from here. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I, I missed. I don't that. even know. <laughs> I don't know where that went. I can see Cuba from the top of my house. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fantastic. Um, you can check out uh, what's going on with me over at Sorgatron.com. Actually, uh, you might be interested. Um, I don't know if you talked about it on this show, but Chris Maverick is involved with something called 365 on Flickr. Uh, the the self portrait a day for a year. I kind of stumbled into deciding I wanted to do that yesterday after because you know it will. Uh, I I've been wanting to do something with Instagram. I've been trying to do a pick a day thing, and then I kind of came back to that. And I was like, you know what? That's the perfect thing. You know, trying to use and and maybe that'll alter as the next Instagram comes up. So that's kind of my my personal challenge. We'll see how that goes. Uh, that and uh, when I started my about me account. Uh, about.me slash Mike Sorg. Uh, check that out. It's an interesting concept. Uh, but I realized I didn't have enough self-promotional pictures. So now I'll have way mm. too many to choose from. Um, so <laughs> check that. And of course, all the shows going on. Sorgatronmedia.com. We're mostly back on schedule, except we canceled the music for show for this week because I want to sleep in on Black Friday. Um, <laughs> you don't know. Uh, I'll be too uh, tripped to fan out to edit that thing. Um, so, uh, again, hey, thanks, Jim, for being on. Rob, as usual, we'll be back next week. I think we have a special guest, not that week, the week after. Um, you check the schedule over there at sorgatronmedia.com. We try to put all our guests in there, and you can follow the Google Calendar so you can see what's going on uh, there. And follow at Jim Loke. Then you'll never uh, uh, get stuck in traffic again uh, in Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. You've been awesome. Chat room, you've been awesome. We'll see you guys next week.